Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast. Today, I'm joined by Larry. Now, as many of you might know, I struggle to remember and pronounce people's names, but Larry gave me a great way of remembering his last name. It's Your Highness Rhinus. So his last name is Larry Rhinus. So... I'm joined by Larry, and Larry has joined us today with 30 years plus as an entrepreneur. His expertise and experience is in all aspects of business, so we're in for a real treat here, listeners. It ranges from operational structure to finances, sales, and sourcing, from startup to restructure. Today, he helps business owners with their day-to-day realities of operating their business to align to achieve success in their personal and their business mission. Great to have you on today's podcast, Larry. Thanks so much for having me. It's a beautiful day. It's great to it, it, it is. And listeners, you can't see Larry's background, but you know he's got a beautiful background out there with some nice green grass laid out. Our grass here in the UK is looking very yellow. We're very dry. We don't have much rain here at the moment, but uh, enjoying the sunshine nonetheless. So you're based in, is it New York area, New York State? Give us a bit of an idea of where you are located. I'm a stone's throw from New York City. So Manhattan is a good golf shot away. Um, Hit the pavement a little bit, you go roll right down. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm seven miles from midtown Manhattan. Great. Well, if you'd ever seen me play golf, Larry, you'd know that that is quite a tall order because you know one i'd have to hit it in the right direction which i have been known not to yeah two two, i'd have to knock knock myself out the last time i actually hit a golf ball it was on a driving range and the golf ball i don't know what i did to it hooked it sliced it whatever but the ball went straight up hit the roof of the driving range cover came down hit me on the head and knocked me clean out damn yeah, I couldn't do that if I tried. You cannot. <laughs> no. Okay. So tell us a little bit about the coffee you're drinking today, Ben Larry. So I'll start with that great, and thank you. That is a great intro. I appreciate it. Um, I drink Pete's coffee. And it really is a funny story how I ended up with Pete's. In like 1985, I visited my brother out in um, Berkeley, California. He was living in Berkeley. And he told me about this great little coffee shop called Pete's. And he just thought it was the bee's knees. And it, it, it was Pete's. And it was a great coffee shop. And it was great coffee. And I didn't, I wasn't a coffee connoisseur back then. And I'm going to fast forward 30 years. Yep. And um, I'm reading Howard Schultz's book, of the Starbucks uh, CEO. Yeah. And he talks about when he started, he... Uh, had a little shop called Starbucks and he also had a little shop called Pete's and Pete's was the, the other alternative to what Starbucks offered. And it just so happens. Yeah. No. So it just so happens that Pete's 
never commercialized the way Starbucks did because they were they they take coffee seriously. Yeah. And uh, I, I drink Major Dickinson's blend, and there's a whole story about who Major Dickinson is and how they came up with that. And and it's just a great coffee, and I never go a day without it. Otherwise, so, it's like the day without sunshine. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, and and great. I didn't. I never realized that. So uh, yeah, in, interesting how the commercialization of a product can take something to a global brand, isn't it? Yet, yeah. But you know, today you have raised the brand awareness of Pete's Coffee, you know, a huge mounting amount. So uh, well done on yeah. that. De describe a little bit of the branding of Pete's then and give us an idea of the taste. What's it What's it like? It, 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 it's full-bodied, it's strong, and it's bold. Um, okay. and, and it doesn't matter if you get the dark roast or the medium roast. I don't, I don't think I've ever done light roast because I like my coffee dark. And I drink mm. it black well, too, because I'm a purist. I don't want to ruin anything about it. Or, or the added calories is actually how we started with that. Um, and it, it just has a lot of flavor without any bitterness, without any bad aftertaste. Yeah. It, it takes Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks and it says, sorry. Yeah. And, and it's interesting you say that because I think many of us uh, that are perhaps listening to this will recognize that when we have a coffee that we... We drink, but we don't quite like the aftertaste of it. That's when people start to put cream and sugar and syrups in there. It's because they feel that they've got to drink a particular coffee. It might be a filter coffee or something like that. But then it doesn't quite give them what they expected. It leaves a bit of an aftertaste and then they go cream. But you mentioned their calories. Tell us a little bit more about the, the lack of... Of, of dairy products then in your drinks? So I, there was a there was one point in my life where I, I uh, needed to lose weight. Mm. And I was reading a book on Joel Furman, who uh, believes in a vegetarian diet. And as I'm reading the book, he's saying, basically, you just strip anything that's white out of your diet. Yep. And you'll eat healthier because nothing white usually, you know, bread and dough and, and pies and, and dairies, the, none of them are good good for you the, the the calories per new or the nutrition per calorie isn't isn't that good yeah so i decided he, he i don't know he goes to it's 111 calories if you add milk and sugar or 110 calories if you add milk and sugar to your coffee yeah, yeah. and it's a way it's empty calories what what just so a little taste difference not worth it yeah, and it was interesting because obviously we had our intro call and I went downstairs after we spoke and said to my wife, right, okay, we're cutting everything white out of our, our diet now. And she's like, what? I said, I've just been talking to Larry and he's just reminded me because we were talking about my time with Tony Robbins and how his um, attitude toward trying to get people to eat more of a vegetarian diet, but certainly less processed meat and less processed products as well. Because most of things that are white generally are processed. And it's the processing of the food that um, is, is where the nutritional value gets lost very, very often. In small moderation. I think, you know, we can all do things in moderation. But certainly, right, right. you know, okay. yeah. So, um, yeah, our, our diet, thanks to you. And we only spoke a couple of weeks ago. Uh, thanks to you. My diet has changed just in an instant. Just by oh, No white things. So, uh, and I count potatoes as being white as well in, in many correct. occasions. Yeah. 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 So, 
and that's something I've wanted to cut back on for, for quite some time. So you you said you like your your dark roast and your and your medium roast and that full bodied coffee. Have you got any other favourite coffee? Perhaps you've been to a particular part of the world, you know, you're drinking peats every day, but have you got something that when you go out for that special coffee that you have that's different? No, I think so. This is going to be an oxymoron because it's what you you present it very well. When I go out, what is special? And I think the mm. Vietnamese coffee, when you take the evaporated milk, you boil it. Just it's a concoction okay. of sweet and and evaporated milk and very strong coffee. It's super hyper espresso. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That I don't do it often. I mean, maybe once a year. Yeah, yeah. Every, but I, that that I'll fancy when when the time comes. And we all need a little bit of luxury sometimes, don't we? In our in our yeah. drinks and in our food. So yeah, I love that. And that's Vietnamese coffee. Yes. Yeah, great. Anywhere in particular that you go for that? No, there's one of uh, there's in, well, actually, right outside of New York City in Jersey City, there is a, a Vietnamese restaurant that we would go to with the, another family and. Um, yeah, that that that's sort of crazy. I don't know why someone's calling me. Um, that's okay. Uh, yeah, we're, so, we're, record, we're recording this live, so that's okay. Yeah, no, no, that's brilliant. I, I hope I'm not missing, and I don't think I'm missing another meeting. Um, but so, anyway, yeah. So it, so yeah, so Vietnamese coffee. You know, thinking about your your own business, and you've given us an overview there of thirty years as an entrepreneur, and now you help business owners with the day to day realities of operations, etc. Give us a little bit of an insight into what you've been working on in your own business. You know, what's been evolving? What's what's been working in your own business? So over the past, I guess, six months, I changed a whole. Um, I changed my whole lead generation and how I, I've had, I had a challenge of the prospecting versus the, um, the, the fulfillment of, of what I do. Cause I do, I, I work to get clients. I have a limited time with clients. Usually my engagements last 90 to 150 days. And there's a cycle of working hard, yeah. prospecting hard and, I, I, I had the highs and lows, so I found a solution that sort of keeps me even keel, where it's highs, it, it keeps me high on the prospecting while I'm doing my fulfillment. Yeah. And, it, you know, it has to do with LinkedIn and, and, and reaching out to people and engaging in conversations and never stop. You just don't stop engaging. No. And it's it's interesting you say that because, you know, a lot of the people that have been guests on this, you know, myself included and a lot of the listeners are service providers. And very often we are in this cycle because when we're working hard with our clients, that's our time. And we don't have the time to do the marketing and the lead generation and to have those conversations. What would you say has been the 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 game changer for you in having those engagements because you're right you know you can generate the leads on LinkedIn but then you've got to have those conversations haven't you it's a network of people what's what's been for you the changing engagement well so that's so it's the word engagement right it's so, so LinkedIn is social media mm. we look at it um, a lot of us look looked at it or 
see it as a business platform to get clients. But the truth is it's social media. So what we have to do in social media is be social, yeah. right? So you can't sit there and you just don't go to a networking conference and start giving people what you're doing and asking them for an order, right? Or, or ask them to engage you. I call that asking for the order. They just, yeah. none of that happens, right? So what happens is um, you, you be social and you meet yeah. people and you learn about people and you listen and you do discovery and you use it not to sell your business, but to meet other people, to let other people know you, to get people to like you and trust you. And then you can start working a business conversation if it's appropriate. So we, so many times we, we prospect or we, we sell, but we have to make sure that the people need what we're selling. And why would you want to sell someone if they don't need you or yeah. whatever product you're selling? Yeah, and I, and I suppose that's the old selling, isn't it? If you think about some of the sales tactics 20, 30, 40 years ago, you know, that was the way, wasn't it? You went in there and you sold people what you knew that they needed, not necessarily what they wanted, if it, if you were good at it, or you just sold them what you needed to hit your sales target. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. What kind of difference has this made to your business then? And what kind of difference has it made to you? Well, so there's something that happens when you engage and you're fully engaged in in both areas of what a balanced business would be, you know, fulfilling and the sales, fulfilling, fulfillment and sales is that you, you, you walk around happier, actually. You walk around yeah. more energized. You, work, you walk around because you're speaking to people. And one of the gifts that we have in, in doing what we do is when we talk to people for a living and we yeah. learn about what's happening in life. We learn what's happening in society. We learn what happens in business, um, trends. And the more people you speak to, the smarter you are. So as you start engaging more, all of a sudden you lift up your whole spirit. And it really is a, a matter of lifting up your spirit. Everything doesn't end in a sale. And sometimes there's smaller engagements. Sometimes it's only need you to do this little thing. But you're in conversations, you're speaking to people, and your whole spirit is lifted up. Yeah, because, I mean, I think for many people, particularly during the pandemic, we have felt more isolated than ever before. And when we set up in business as an entrepreneur, it can be a very lonely place, can't it, Larry? That's that's one of the, the downsides to being an entrepreneur. So actually talking to people takes away a little bit of that loneliness. So I can see how that would definitely lift your spirit up, definitely. Oh, my God. You, you mentioned um, in the note that you sent me about helping people achieve and align their success in their personal and business vision. Do you see those being joined together or do you see people having personal visions and business visions? What's your take on the separation of those visions or the bringing together of those visions? You know, it's a very special person that could really separate both of those business mm. owners per se, you know, they, their business is their baby. And they've, they've built it and they've, they've developed it into what it is. So a lot of the people I speak with have been in business for 15 to 20 to 30 years. And they've, it's matured and it's their baby and it's what they've done. And they take it very personally. And a, a lot of times they haven't separated life and work. Yeah. And 
and they should, right? And we all should because we we were not we don't work to we work to live, we don't live to work. And really agree. That needs to be top of mind every day when you wake up and you start your day. Yeah. And and I and I asked the question because you put personal before business, you know, and like you say when we have our personal vision, then it's trying to work out how does our business and the vision of the business help us achieve the personal vision that we have. Yeah. Correct. agree. So you've you obviously working with these different businesses. What have you seen in the shift in the way that you've had to work with them? If you're working with them on sales and sourcing and finances, what have been some of the significant things that you've changed that uh, you know seen that have changed for your clients? Oh man, the world the whole world changed. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little. You know, there's a um I'm going to go to the attitude because we, we all know what happened in real life, right? In real life, we know we had the societies closed down, supply yeah. chains got blocked, supply chains got locked up. They never really didn't, they didn't come back starting so well. But what happened with the mentality was people started to say, you know, maybe I don't need to work so much. Maybe I need to think about my exit. I think yeah. the number one thing I hear is, maybe I need to think about my exit. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe I'm 55 and, and I don't want to be doing this at 65. Maybe I'm 62 and want to be out by 67, right? So there's a lot of, I need to reframe my thinking about what I'm and how I'm, I'm operating so that I either can monetize my business or I can fold my business or I can pass my business along. And uh, ironically, I just, I'm sorry, uh, ironically, I want, I, I don't do exit planning real well, but I, <laughs> so it's not, so I have to pass people off a lot of times, but I, I can surely help monetize what, what's going on if you're looking in the longer term so that you have a product to sell. Yeah, but I, I think, you know, you've said something very important there, Larry, is that, you know, exit isn't just, um, you know, one thing. You know, if you want to exit the business, you've got to go on a journey. You've got to go on looking after your finances. You've got to get your sales where they need to be. You've got to look at your sourcing and you've got to restructure. And you said, they you know, start up to restructure. When you structure your business with a view of exit, you actually then have this magical moment of a choice. I, you know, I know people who haven't exited because they go, do you know what? I mean, it's, it's interesting what you said there about the attitude shift. People have got to the point where there's an exit there and they said, I'm taking the choice of staying with the business because now I've got a business where I get to choose when I work. I get to choose you know, how I live my life and how it serves me and my personal. So why would I exit a business that gives me all the choices that I want in my life? Right, and right. restructuring does that, doesn't it? It's a hundred percent. It's it's if, if people are at the point where they can say, oh my God, I can choose to do a or b then they're ahead of most people a lot of yeah. people don't have that kind of planning done no no definitely not so i, th I think you know, what you've said there about attitude is is absolutely right uh, i think the flip side to that listeners and you probably recognize this is that for entrepreneurs that's a good thing but i know certainly here in the uk what we're finding is that the workers you know the people who are out doing the work also have had that attitude change and that is affecting the labor markets significantly because some people have decided 
not to go back to work. Some people have decided to make different retirement choices and exit their their work position as an employee. And that's causing huge problems globally around the labor market as, as well. Is that something that you've experienced with some of your clients as well? Yeah, so the, yes. And the cause I think is different. I, um, I, I think the cause is a bit different than, than you're, you're outlining, but there has okay. been a labor shortage. And yeah. um, I don't know if, you know, I think there's another, there's a new generation of workers and they, they perceive they see things differently than we do right so i'm going to call it the participation trophy generation okay where, where when we were kids we you know we would run around we'd scrounge we'd cut lawns we'd we'd shovel snow we'd deliver newspapers you earn a couple of dollars you can go buy a piece of candy and and that is is missing from our society here on this side of the yeah. pond and People expect things. Why can't I get this? And why can't I get that? And and there's a right of entitlement that, you know, you, you walk in, you go into the worth play, you have to earn. Yeah. You can't just expect. And people get a little, you know, jaded when all of a sudden they have to earn. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's, that is so, so true. And I love what you've alluded to there with the cause as well. Certainly, I think in the UK, we've seen people exit the market and not come back. Uh, but you're absolutely right. There is an, a more underlying thing there. In in my village, and I only live in a very small village, we've got two families that have opened up their homes to uh, Ukrainian refugees. And I'm I'm not singling out any particular country or uh, culture. But I walked by our one of our notice boards in the village, and a young, uh, I think it's a young boy, has put up a notice saying, "I'm now in my school." holidays school vacation time i am looking for work i would like to earn some extra money to support the family that i'm living with and i like to be kept busy i am willing and he listed all the things cut lawns wash cars and that's something i haven't seen for probably two decades yeah yeah, and, that, and you're absolutely right. That is such a significant shift. It'd be interesting for listeners to let us know in the comments, you know, if you've got someone in your community that, you know, has gone out there and does those kind of chores. And I remember doing a paper round. Yeah, the US is always, for me, uh, an example of somebody standing on the, the side of the road selling lemonade. And, you know, yeah, that's, that's what kids did. That's what teenagers did, didn't we? Uh, yeah. And that, is, that is definitely missing. Definitely missing. There is there is a retire there is a, a resig they call it the great resignation. There are yeah. people that um, decided to call it quits. Yeah. The, the the question is is it more than is it is it really that many people, or is it right that there's we're top heavy from our generation and there's just less worker bees to to be found. Yeah. Not I'm not sure. Yeah, and I, and I think there's lots of different combinations as well as people on long-term sick with long COVID, etc. So, so it sounds like you've got lots of things that you help people with from that structure, from um, you know, that helping people realise their, their personal and business vision. Before I ask you to share some tips with the listeners, where can people go to find out more about you, Larry, and what you do? So uh, they can go to my website. Yep. It's uh, www. Larry Rhinus, R E I N E S dot com. 
And you could uh, message me there. You could chat with me there. You could uh, reach out to me with my, my email addresses there as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I welcome you. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I noticed uh, here as well, you do sort of uh, disc assessments and profiles. Is that something that's an important part of the work that you do with clients as well? Well, so, yeah, it's hugely important because communication is what communication is so important how yeah. we speak to people. And what I find with DISC is that we teach people the method of how they are and why they are the way they are and the best ways to speak to people hmm. who are their colleagues or to their spouses or their friends, right? You start to learn what people's profiles are of their personality and you realize that sometimes you're talking at people because they're not processing the way you're saying it because their personality is a little different. You know, someone who's very... Um, dominating, for example, that would be the D and they're domineering. Yeah. If you give them a lot of facts and if you give them a lot of socialization, they're not going to be real interested. They're going to turn off. And uh, conversely, if they're an I and, and they're the influencer, if you give them only, you know, only the facts and you don't socialize, they're going to wonder if you like them and they're going to be offended. Mm -hmm. and they're going to be more worried about you, know, you as a person rather than what you're saying. So it, it, it's a great tool. Yeah, it's interesting. I was talking to somebody the other day about this, and you know, I've used DISC you know, in my own businesses. I've had coaches come in and do DISC assessments uh, with a lot of my team, and they've been invaluable. Listeners, if you don't do this in your business, you need some kind of profile, some kind of assessments. I know other profiling have come and gone, but the thing I still like about the DISC is the simplicity of it, but the value of it as well. You know, right. you can get 39 level profiles, but sometimes you get so much, you know, you don't, you get overwhelmed with what you can do with it, where the disc is so helpful for you to use in yourself, but also to see what the profiles are in other people as well. And I, I love the simplicity of that, but also the, the value of that. So just give us the website again, Larry, and just make sure we get nope. that last name spelt right. The www.larry, R-E-I, NES.com. Perfect. Perfect. So if you could give the listeners, uh, Larry, something to take away, a lesson, a tip, something they can do something with from today's podcast, what is it you want to share with people today? You know, I think we're, we're running into real turbulent times and um, we have to plan. People who plan and businesses that plan are more successful. They make more money and they last longer and, and they have a better run. Being prepared for things is so, so important. We don't know what's ahead. We know that we have a recession here in the U.S. We don't know what the next year brings, if it's going to get deeper, if it's going to just stay light. But we have to prepare. We have to plan. And to do some form of analysis on your business. And uh, the tip I'll give is a SWOT, analysis, a SWOT analysis. Strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And you just write those down, you max and mix and match, sorry, um, the, the strengths against the opportunities, the strengths against the weaknesses and the and you look and you say, where is my business strong and where don't I need help and where is it weak and where do I need help and is the threat going to kill me because my we that's my weakness and you can find ways to shore up your business. and. Maybe you won't need it and maybe the threat won't come or maybe the strength will outshine. But knowing what it is 
And having that preparedness is just beyond invaluable. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to ask a stupid question now, Larry. And, and I'm asking a stupid question because I find very often they're the best questions. What's the importance of getting what you've just said and having a plan out of your head? Because a lot of people listening to this will say, oh, I think about that kind of stuff all the time. You know, I've got it all in my head. I hear that so many times from people say, so I've got a, I've got a really great plan in my head or I'll work that out in my head. What would you say to those people? Ask the stupid question, you know, why should I get yeah, it yeah. out of my head? There's no stupid question, you know. That. <laughs> the, the writing it down will give you clarity. You know, if they, they say if it's in your head, it's a, it's a dream. And if you write it down, it's a plan. And there's truth to that, because when you see it actually written down and you actually write things, it spurs creativity, it spurs innovation, it spurs thinking. And, you know, you don't want to be within yourself. You don't want to be in your own echo chamber. So maybe you don't even do this with yourself. Maybe you write it down and then you ask your partner or maybe you ask your number one in command say, what, what do you think the strengths of our businesses are? What are our weaknesses? What do you see as the opportunities and threats? And by opening up the conversation and by throwing it up on a whiteboard, you're going to start to see so many ideas come and flow and you're going to see, you're going to gain value. I, you know, I can't even tell you what the value will be, what, what your golden nugget's going to be, but there will be one. There's no question. You just, I just know what your business is. And in your business, I don't know the specific uh, circumstance. You do. Yeah, yeah. Find it. Yeah, yeah, completely. And for anybody listening to this, if you think, oh, I don't like writing, I don't like things with lots of words, then use images. You know, Think about yeah. the old collage, the old scrapbook. But instead of doing a scrapbook of the past, do a scrapbook of the future. Put some images to what you would normally say in, in words, definitely. Or record it. You know, just talk. Talk and record it. Get it out of your head. They, they actually, the, the collage is now termed a vision board. <laughs> yes. Right? Because you can see what it is that you're thinking. Yeah. And then you can see if your vision is really where you want to be. And if it's great. It's a brilliant yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. Thank completely. you. So um, you've given us a great thing there. I want to ask about assessments again, okay? If somebody's okay. thinking about carrying out some kind of assessment and they've perhaps heard DISC, where would you say is the best place to start? Because I know, you know there are, are people like yourself, that, you know, some people Google it and find out there are some, some out there they can get from different organizations. If I was thinking about doing assessments, what would be the first thing you'd get me to think about? Um, well, do, well, it's actually taking that first step. You know, I'm really big about taking the next step. And yep. you have to take the step to want to do it. And when you do a disc, so disc you can get free. They're, they're, they're available all over. But the, the value of a disc is really not in what it tells you, but what someone can debrief you on. Yep. And if you can find a trusted advisor or someone that you know that's had it, that's had the aha moments from an assessment, that's the best that's the best way to do it right because yeah. debriefing when when i do a disc report it's an hour to an hour and a half of conversation so that people understand the nuance behind what it is and i'm sure you found the same thing right it's it, totally it's not the report it's the, what does it mean and what yeah. does the word mean yeah and i think you know listeners that would be my tip get some way to go through it with you because i know people that have done yeah, an assessment they've either done a low cost or a free one they've done it they read it 
and then they put it in their filing cabinet and didn't do anything with it because they didn't understand the implications. They didn't know how to implement the the findings of it or how best to use it. So it's it's a good tool in the right hands and you need training and expertise and guidance on how to use that great tool because it will be, trust me listeners, one of the most valuable tools as well as working with someone like Larry here on the planning and the structuring and everything else. So last question, Larry, then. If you were to drink your next mug, because I can see you've got a good-sized mug there as well, uh, not quite as big as the mug that I'm holding up to my camera, but it's not it's not far off. Um, if you were drinking your next mug in a dream location, and you've mentioned a couple of books already, so I'm not going to cover the books thing, but if you were having that, that coffee in a dream location, where would it be, and who would you want to have that coffee with? Oh my God, that's on, that's right on the spot. Um, I, you know, I would just, it would, it would be in my backyard. It would be with my family. It, it would Great. be in, enjoying the, the wonderful weather back here. I don't need more than, than a, a healthy, happy family. And, uh, Great. to be able to actually, you know, having a coffee is more than just drinking a drink. It's an experience. Yeah, yeah. And that's what Howard Schultz taught us in, with Starbucks, right? That it's about community. It's about communication. Yeah. And, and that's the way I would treat it. And that's where I would do it and whom I do it with. Yeah, perfect. And, and I think, again, that's something the pandemic has taught us, isn't it? You know, it's changed our attitude, but it's changed our relationship and how we value those people around us. Because, unfortunately, some of us listening to this may have lost loved ones during this time. Uh, yeah, it may have been because of the pandemic. It may have been for other reasons. But you know, yes, we need to value the time that we have with those that we love and have around us. So yeah, that's a great picture. And uh, listeners, I can see a little bit of a glimpse of Larry's backyard there. I think that's your backyard through that window there. Yeah. If yeah, it yeah. is, yeah, I'd love to have a coffee in that backyard with you as well. So that'd be great. <laughs> it's, it's green grass. That's all we need. Um, well, look, you've been an absolute fabulous guest. You've given us some some great things there. It's interesting to hear, particularly for the service providers, that overhaul of lead generation and that importance of having conversations. I think that for many of us is so crucial that we make the use of that and uh, and some great tips uh, and SWOT analysis. Listeners, you heard it there. Go ahead and get that SWOT analysis done as well in whatever format you've got. It's been amazing having you as a guest, Larry. Simon, you've been amazing. Thank you for inviting me. And fingers crossed, the, the call of the person that was trying to get you earlier on wasn't that important or that much of an emergency. But thanks no, for bearing with us. I, know, I can't That's believe. <laughs> That's always the okay. case, isn't it? I've done that. Well, it's been an absolute delight. And um, yeah, thanks for being on the podcast again. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And listeners, as you know, this is part of my mission to help you be better aware, better educated and accountable. So go out there, do the SWOT analysis, look at assessments, reach out to Larry. You've got the website. We'll be in the show notes and then leave us a review. Let us know what you took from today's podcast. Let us know what you've done as a result of today's podcast and the difference it's made to you. That's the great thing that you can do from the tips that Larry shared today. And I look forward to having you on the next one. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you. Thank you.